thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello. All right. We've gathered here tonight to start our journey on a podcast all about BTS. And so as we start fangirling, let's start with introducing ourselves and how we discovered BTS. Yeah. Hi, I'm Allison and I am a therapist in the Midwest. And I discovered BTS because one day I thought I would watch their carpool karaoke and fell down the rabbit hole hard and met all of you lovely people through that experience. So here we are a year later now. It's my year anniversary of being BTS ARMY. I'm pretty excited. This is Leah. Hi. And uh, my gateway was carpool karaoke as well. I think it was just the whole episode of watching James Corden calling Jimin baby mochi then getting into RM telling everyone about how he learned English watching Friends while Jin starts, you know, calling out some bullshit in the back seat. And then like Hobie with his big smile. Then we had JK nailing blood, sweat and tears like he was like in the middle of a stadium stage and not sitting in L.A. traffic. Um, interestingly enough, though, for me in Carpool Karaoke, the two dark sh- horses of that show to me were V and Suga. I really kind of like glossed over them in that episode, not realizing that both of them were going to come back later to just destroy my life in the best of ways. So yeah, I think that got me like interested in them. I did not have a life-changing moment until I saw them live in Los Angeles. And I think at that point I went from being like, oh, I like them. I'm curious about them. This is a lot of fun to really just joining the circus. Yep. Hi, everybody. I'm Tanya. I'm a lawyer and also in the Midwest, fangirling here on the Central Plains. And my gateway experience, actually, I have to blame our our mothership, <laughs> Afternoon on Delight, <laughs> because I started as a K-drama fan, but then hearing about Leah and Allison's experience at the concert in uh, at SoFi in LA made me so curious that I started listening to them. And then Carpool Karaoke just nailed it for all of the reasons that that Leah just talked about. I think that carpool karaoke is the gateway drug for everybody. (laughs) It's the easiest and quickest thing to watch, and it just gets you, immediately gets you. This is Megan again, and I'm from Fresno, California, um, and I found BTS via TikTok. I had been following some K-drama content creators, and they started sharing some clips of V lives and some run BTS episodes, and you know, when you hit the like button, Um, they start coming up in your algorithm all on their own, specifically the Butter Bangtan Bomb, and then their Butter performance on Jimmy Fallon that's on a bridge. Google it. It's amazing. After that, I was like, okay, now 
now what? Now what do I watch next? Now what do I do? And then it really was permission to dance LA because unfortunately I didn't get to go, but so many creators on TikTok were sharing the concert and someone even shared one of the nights live. So you could just watch it the entire time, which was kind of amazing. So yeah, all of that to say, here we are tonight podcasting about BTS. So I think something that really happens to many ARMY is that idea that, you know, you kind of enter this space by being like, you know, I just want to know their names. <laughs> and and then from there, you know, you kind of go off on this wild ride. So tonight, because this is kind of like an ARMY 101 episode where I think this is really like a show for, you know, if you've been a fan for a long time, that's awesome. And hopefully we'll have some new content for you. But a lot of this is for folks kind of like us who in the last couple of years just really fell into the ARMY hole and are just trying to like catch up and get oriented to what it's like to live in Bangtown now. You know, when we were going over who makes up BTS, there are, you know, the members, of course, their names and then their nicknames, which are many. So... Tiny, do you want to kick us off with the first couple? Yes, sure. Uh, so starting with our fearless leader, RM, legal name Kim Nam Jun. He's the leader of BTS. He also goes by many other fan nicknames, including Namu, Juni, KNJ, the God of Destruction, Ratmong, Mani, Appa, <laughs> and Daddy, <laughs> and even Nam Jesus. <laughs> and RM scans for Rap Monster, right? That was like That's his, right. like, you know, the name he had picked that he's kind of gotten away from now because, you know, he picked that name when he was what? 15? Still a teenager. Yeah. 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 And I, there's so many videos about Nam Jesus. Just go on TikTok and put that in the search bar, and it, you're welcome. It's amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then I'll just do one more. Um, going then in age order, the next one would be um, Kim Seok Jin, uh, who, of course, is very famously known as Worldwide Handsome, as he likes to remind us very uh, sweetly and jokingly. Uh, he's also referred to by ARMY as Mr. Shoulders, Seok Jin-hee, and even uh, the Oma to RM's Appa. All right, Allison, do you want to jump in and do a couple? Yeah. So next up in age order, we have Suga, um, my personal bias. Min Yoongi, he's also August D, little Meow Meow, and something I just found out about Min PD. Lots of nicknames for him. See, and then oh. J-Hope, Jung Hoosuk, also known as Hobi, Hoba, the sunshine of the group, and also Jay, as he called himself at Lollapalooza. I'll jump in and do um, Jimin or Park Jimin. He's also known as Chimmy, Chim Chim, Mochi, PJM, and my favorite, Jimin She. <laughs> and then closing it out, we have uh, the two maknae or the two youngest of the group. So we have V, who is Kim Tae Hyung, and then also Tay Tay, Tay, Bear, Baby Lion, and on this pod, we will often refer to him with a great deal of fondness as just the demon. <laughs> and then there is Jungkook. Jung Jungkook, also JK, uh, the youngest in the group. So also known as the golden maknae because truly there's just nothing he uh, can't do except live in a house without 15 mattresses or something. Um, then there's Cookie, Jungkookie, and the bunny. All right, now that we've introduced ourselves and BTS, let's talk about the center of the enormous BTS galaxy, which is, of course, their music. What is it all about, and how do you find it, including those cult favorite unreleased tracks? 
I think most importantly, it's important to know the rap line and the vocal line. So the rap line is RM, Sugar, and J-Hope, and the vocal line is Jimin, Jin, JK, and V. And obviously, they all collaborate and they work together, but some songs will be just the rap line, some songs will be just the vocal line. And there's a lot of tracks where they just get to solo and do their own thing, and those are some of my favorites. And then you also might hear sometimes um, the term subunit thrown around, and that's essentially just like a small collab then within the group. So something like the song Friends, which would be just Jimin and V singing, you know, about their friendship. And so there often can be like a lot of hype around like trying to get a couple members together to do a subunit. Uh, what I found most interesting about BTS was all of the genres that they cover as a group. For me, what really stood out um, when I listened or started listening to BTS as someone who considers themselves Gen X is that I really felt like I was watching classic MTV. The first playlist I found on Spotify was called The Hyde Mix, and I just played it blindly. I you know, knew a few songs that I had heard either on TikTok or radio-based play, that kind of thing. And it just really stood out to me because as I was going through and listening, you know, it wasn't just pop or funk. It wasn't just rap or ballads. They just do all different sounds. Um, some feel very familiar. Some feel brand new. Um, and I think that's what I liked about them the most. I just felt like their music was just so diverse that it just seemed that every time a song changed, it was a whole new group, which I think is fantastic. You know, and I think that's why, if I'm being honest, I became a fan so quickly. But also, I would add that in April, we did a road trip to Southern California for dance for my daughters. And I played the Hyde playlist all the way down there. And it made it all the way down there. And both my daughters were like, what are we listening to now? And I would say BTS. And they're like, still? Yes, still. So they were very impressed as well that, first of all, the playlist was like, Four hours, they were super impressed that they had that much music under their belt. But the other thing was that it just sounded different. Every song sounded different. It did not sound all the same, which I feel like is a big pushback I get in my regular life. Like, oh, all their music sounds the same. It really doesn't. I had a very similar experience of people riding in the car and asking, oh, now who's this now? This can't be BTS. You know, it's, and it's always, it's BTS or some. Some spin-off of BTS. It's, it's incredible how much range they have. And they don't get credit for that, really, outside of ARMY, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they do either. And if you are a new fan and looking for their music, um, there's a ton of ways that you can find their music. If you stream, Apple and Spotify seem to have pretty much everything. If you go onto a place like Spotify, what's really great is they do have fan-made playlists. Um, but they also do cool things, which I'm sure someone at Spotify does the curating of them, but they'll do like a RM playlist. And so it's music that RM listens to in his regular life, plus, B, you know, BTS songs. I like the high playlist myself. If you want to start collecting their music, um, which I know some of us have started down that little road of starting to collect CDs, which seems really weird because I had to actually look for a CD player um, when Proof came out. But you can find them on the Weverse store, which we'll get into later. I know that they sell them on K-pop merch sites like Coco Dive. 
I think Allison was able to get some on Amazon. I almost ordered proof on Amazon, but also Target and Walmart. I walk into my local Target all the time and take a stroll and see if they have anything new or if they still have the CDs on the shelf right now. Bee and Butter seem to be the ones that are stocked most heavily as of, you know, recently when I've been there. Recently, a lot of TikTok creators that um, I follow have been pointing out that sites like eBay and OfferUp and Mercari are now featuring BTS merchandise. And some people are able to get things like not just the albums, but photo cards and, and other merchandise like that. So that's just something to keep in mind, especially if you're new to ARMY and you kind of want to try it out, but you don't want to pay that big price tag just yet. That's a good point. And this, this raises an issue for new K-pop fans. What, what's with the multiple versions? <laughs> so this is not just a BTS thing. This is a K-pop thing. And it's, it's truly a, an evil and brilliant <laughs> marketing strategy, which is to have sometimes two, sometimes four, I think is the most I've heard of, and BTS does that a lot, uh, versions of the same album. And what's different about them is that if you haven't bought K-pop related albums before in hard copy, they come usually with a photo book and photo cards and other usually very beautiful things that make it more enjoyable because, you know, you can experience the, the work visually and, and get to know the members better and all these things. The photo shirts are usually very high quality and so on. And people love, love to collect the photo books and the photo cards. Um, and usually each one will be different. And so that's why people like to have more of them. And of course they get to sell more of them, which is again, evil and brilliant. And another uh, way to get them, if you have any kind of sizable Korean American community in your area, there's often going to be a little store of some kind that sells K-pop stuff. They sell photo cards and different kinds of merchandise that we'll talk about later in the podcast, but they usually sell the albums as well. And so that's a nice way to support a local business if you have a store like that in your town. And there's one more place to stream that we wanted to tell you about because it is such a treasure trove. And that is, so uh, Megan mentioned that you can stream all the released music on Apple and Spotify and so on, and you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, usually most of it anyway, but there is an app called SoundCloud where the company and the BTS members will upload unreleased songs. And so this is why it's such a treasure trove. And this is where a lot of the cult favorite songs are um, that are usually, uh, many of them still have never been released. Like Dang, the most amazing rap line songs, you will be blown away by it. And it has, still has never been officially released. So you can only find it on SoundCloud at least in terms of the official high quality version of it. And so SoundCloud is a free app. Like most things, it's free. So it comes with a little bit of advertising if you don't want to pay for the premium subscription. But you will find covers that Jungkook has done and uploaded. He'll just cover a song that he likes in his amazing angelic voice, and he will post it up there. And so there's all kinds of covers and different things that members have done solo and together. And so please check it out, because if you haven't done it yet, you will be amazed by all the amazing things that are on there. Take it in all at once. Yeah, I feel like I would be there a long time just listening to JK sing cover after cover after cover. Allison was mentioning earlier that she's having her own personal festa, her own fan anniversary, one-year anniversary of being ARMY, and mine's coming up in a couple months, and uh, I still haven't listened to every song of theirs, and there's a part of me that doesn't quite want to yet, because I, I'm trying, I'm like holding back on some things, uh, because I don't want to rush through it, you know, I want to savor it a little bit, I, I rushed a lot at the beginning, and I don't want to rush through too much now. Well, there's so much to take in. I was just going to ask, is there something that so far as ARMY 
you know, because we're relatively new to Army, but that you haven't done, like, I would say diving into SoundCloud, but I'll be honest, I never did listen to disc three of Proof, and it's just sitting there waiting for me, and I still have not done that. Is there something for That's the best that one. What's wrong I with you? <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm just we'll saying. We'll save it because that, yeah, I mean, that is like the whole exciting thing of having the physical copy because that's the other thing is you could buy like the Apple Music version or you could just stream it on Spotify proof, but this three is the special one that you need the physical CD to listen to. So, Megan, you're just have more willpower than anyone I, I know. Well, okay. I think it's a couple of things. One, I was not going to buy proof because I have streaming. I have Spotify pay for the premium package and I just wasn't going to buy it. And then I was, of all places, sitting, getting my car serviced, and it said, oh, by the way, disc three is only available on disc three. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to buy it. So I immediately bought it, um, and I actually bought it through Target.com, which was great. If you have a red card, get that 5% off. But also, I ran home after that appointment and searched my children's bedrooms to find the old CD player that they had as children. And that's what I'll be using. So that might be why, because now I have to go back and dig it out and do all that kind of stuff. But I know, I know, maybe I'm saving it for a rainy day. I'm not sure. I still haven't done that. So if you're new army, don't feel bad because I still have not opened that Pandora's box yet. But Tony Montana with Jimin and Sugar, come I on. Mean, that's, I don't, yeah, I just don't know what to say. But I don't think the brain is ready for that. I just, yeah. I think that's why. Like, I think... Yeah. If I do that, then game over. <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> No, no. And I mean, like, look, talking about like a Pandora's box, I think SoundCloud is a great one. And then another place, obviously, where you can just kind of disappear. And that has certainly been kind of a rabbit hole for me has become YouTube. I was never a big YouTuber. Like, you know, I know a lot of people who love YouTube and kind of go into YouTube rabbit holes. It's just never been my place. And that's fine until like BTS came. And that's another place where you can watch lots of great concert footage. You can see all sorts of when we're talking about Tony Montana, which is one of these subunits, which is the great song by Suga and Jimin. You can watch on YouTube. That Mama performance that they did for the award show was just mind blowing. Oh, my gosh. The 2018 with the Korean traditional dance. That's oh, incredible. Yeah, that's a great one. I was going to say, too, um, a lot of their Japanese concert content is on there, which is fantastic. And then you get Tewicha, which I, I mean, I can't. That makes me so happy. Tay with his fake beard. That is so obviously fake. Even like there's a video going around right now where on TikTok where you can see Sugar like trying not to laugh when he sees him for the first time. Like he really has to like swallow that laugh. And I will say that the one thing about YouTube, if you have your settings set right, it just keeps playing. Like it just keeps going with the next video, the next video, the next video. Um, because my daughter, who's 12, recently just became a true baby army. Um, and she was playing it the other night while she was trying to fall asleep because reading the subtitles like makes her eyes tired. So she likes it, but this, and I could hear J-Hope laughing in the house. And I was like, what? <laughs> Am I going crazy? I know I'm crazy, but like, I really feel like J-Hope's laughing in the house somewhere. And then I walked in her room and it was just playing, she was asleep, but it had been playing on loop of whatever next video, next video, and just happened to be some episode of Run where he was having like a great time. So YouTube's a great place to go just because you will get great content. You get those run episodes, the bang time bombs, the concerts. And, you know, Leah said you could be there for hours and I could be too, because I just 
I mean, there's videos I've never seen, content I'm still finding. So yeah, it, I mean, it can be overwhelming, but it also can be a really great place. It can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's two big rabbit holes for me are the first is I still haven't listened to every album from beginning to end in order. And so there's still some songs I don't really know very well or maybe even at all because they're kind of like B-side tracks on those out on the albums. And the second thing is, of course, all the video content, especially uh, the V-Lives and the festa, all the old festive dinners and things like that are still things that I'm, I'm exploring. And I'm purposefully going slower now because I want to save her. I love YouTube when I was just baby army because I could read the lyrics and then see who was singing. Those were my favorite videos. It's like, ooh, that's Jin's voice. That's Jimin's voice. And now, like, I recognize him without even having to think about it. It's like, oh, I know who's singing that. I know who's rapping that. But when you just are learning, you're like, I don't know who's singing what. And it was, that was really fun to learn their voices, learn their style. And I love YouTube for that reason. Now we can blindfold you, Allison, and you the win like every time. Like if it was a game show, Allison, like, got it. I know exactly whose face that is. <laughs> By the way, if you, any of you are really uh, new ARMY, there was a reference, a great reference that Megan made a few minutes ago to Techwita. And so I just wanted to explain that in case you don't know what that refers to, which is that Suga has a solo track, a really epic, epic solo track with a truly epic cinematic uh, music video, which is called Dechwita. And they, at Muster, which we'll explain later, which is an uh, annual fan meeting where they would play a lot of uh, unreleased tracks and things like that, and they would perform them live together. They did a, um, a rendition of Dechwita where all seven of them participated, so it wasn't just solo, it was everybody. And, and as Megan mentioned, uh, Taehyung was, uh, had this crazy fake beard, and it was hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, it, as we're talking about YouTube, too, I think another thing that can be awesome is all of the their music videos, as well as, you know, the live shows that we referenced. So what video would all of you recommend to a BTS curious friend? And what's one that has just got its hooks in you that you feel like if you wanted to be like, look, this is BTS, love it. <laughs> what are you going to go with? This is Tanya, and I think for me, it, it, I usually go back to Black Swan because like uh, Suga's Ditch With Ta video, Black Swan is all seven of them, but it is truly cinematic in quality. When you see, you'll know what I mean, it's filmed in um, a historic theater in Los Angeles, and the lighting is so dramatic, and Jimin performs this modern dance, a few modern dance sequences that will absolutely blow your mind. They are absolutely gorgeous. And some, the whole thing is just sumptuous. It's a visual feast. And so, and the song itself is a feast as well. Uh, yeah. I, I always go to carpool karaoke and all of my friends in town would attest to the fact that I have forced them to watch that. And I teach at a university and I sent out the carpool karaoke to my students and was like, hey, just in case you have 15 minutes, this will bring you joy. <laughs> um, but I also just rewatched the NPR's Tiny Desk concert with them and they did it during COVID. And it is just such a delight. Their costumes, they had a band. It's such a great performance and they all just stand out in their own ways. So those are the two that I go to most often. I would always suggest Butter on the Bridge on Jimmy Fallon. It's a beautiful performance and you see them so clearly because it's just them on this bridge and it's nighttime. And it was one of the first pieces of content I ever saw 
of them. And I just thought there is no way their skin looks like that. It's not possible. Like how in the world do they, it, I, they look like porcelain dolls. They look like Disney, did Disney draw them and then put them out? I, I don't understand. So that's the one that I always go to. It's one of my favorites. Um, the other one is the mic drop video, the Steve Aoki remix, because Hobie dance intro in that is, I don't even know. It's like otherworldly. I have seen lots of MTV in my lifetime. I've seen lots of dancing in my lifetime. There's just something special about that video that I just love. And sometimes I just watch it just for the intro and then I like go on to something else, which sounds really bad, but I do do that every once in a while. And then as far as like a late night clip goes, we all talk about carpool karaoke and the crosswalk concerts, but a really fun one is when they played hide and seek on James Corden with Ashton Kutcher. Um, and if you haven't seen that, it is so fun and it really gives their personalities. I feel like they really play into their personalities in that, um, that segment on James Corden. So if you get the chance, Google that one too. It's really good. So I'm going to go with the on music videos. There are two and I think both are just absolutely must-sees. So the first one, if you look it up, is also dubbed the Kinetic Manifesto film Comprima, which is a mouthful. Um, and it was released February 21st, 2020. And this is the thing I think that always gets me with On, because I just think it's one of their biggest, most powerful songs, is that it hit at the worst timing in terms of COVID really just coming down the pipeline. But this first video is just very physical. It shows BTS dancing top notch. They're also paired with the World of Dance Season 2 champions, The Lab, and also the Blue Devils Drum and Bugle Corps. And they're performing kind of in the stark concrete land, which is the Sepulveda Dam, which is outside of Los Angeles. And so, yeah, that one by itself is just cool. It's the song, really physical dancing. And then a week later dropped their theatrical music video, which I think personally ties with Blood, Sweat, and Tears as the most cracked out, metaphorical, gorgeous music video. And then I think just as a plug to, if you really like On and you like, you know, the big theatrical music video and also the heavily danced video um, music video, pop on over to Disney Plus to watch that Permission to Dance live in LA because On kicks off the night there as well, which is cool because it took them almost two years to be able to perform that song in front of a live audience. And I still don't know how they can dance like that and not just completely lose their breath while singing. It's one of the mysteries of life to me. Um, I also shared the behind the scenes practice video of On um, with the band. You can find it on YouTube, but I did share it in our afternoon podcast uh, Instagram stories. And what is so crazy about that small clip is you have to watch it seven times because you have to watch each member individually because I'm going to be really honest. The only people I saw the multiple times I had watched that were Suga and J-Hope and Jimin. Did not even realize RM was in one of those parts until a few days ago. So it's, I feel like that on video where they are in like the, I, I call it a canal, you know, uh, down that dance break at the end of the song, I just feel like it's so amazing. So I'm so glad you shared that, Leah, because that all the content for that song is just top notch. I, w I wanted to add uh, that if you're new ARMY, a great way to get to know the members and their different performances and how they each work in the group is to do just like what Megan just mentioned. If you look on YouTube, there are videos called fan cams 
or sometimes focus videos. So if they're official and they're released by the company, it'll say something like J-Hope Focus or RM Focus or Sugar Focus, and it'll be basically just the camera that's just focused on that member. So you can really dig into what they were doing during that video. And this is, I've watched all of them for Dionysus, the MMA performance of Dionysus, which I think was, I want to say 2019, maybe? I'm not good on the years. But anyway, uh, it was it was incredible. And I there were so many things I didn't notice until I watched each one of them individually. So for concert performances, you can find fan versions of these, which are called fan cams. And then the, for the official ones, look for focus in the title. And hopefully this is giving a sense, too, for folks how becoming Army, it's like going to grad school or getting a part-time job, truly. <laughs> we started calling it Bangtan University. And we, yeah. We should get a piece of paper sometime at the end. It's not fair that we're not getting one for all so far. Yes. And if we've given any sense that we've even scratched the iceberg of the content, truly no. It is astounding and humbling to see how much content they have put out in the last nine plus years. Yeah, I, I really think we're going to be discovering things for years that, that we didn't know about that have been there all along. It's, it's really quite remarkable. So the next question is really fun, but, you know, what would be your favorite song? And, you know, this is a hard question. So maybe your favorite song right now or also what do you love best that's by the vocal line or the rap line? So this, that is a hard one, and it does change all the time. I think for, this is Tanya, for, I think for me, for vocal line songs right now, my favorite is Your Eyes Tell, which is a gorgeous ballad off of their Japanese album, Japanese language album. And it just has these really soaring vocals and that give me goosebumps. Seriously, I've listened to it so many times I can't count and I get goosebumps every single time, and I can't say that about very many songs that I've heard ever even in my life. And I have several for BTS, and this is one of them, because they're, I mean, just, uh, I, you know, I can't. I can't even describe the, the, the way that they hit the high notes and the range that they have and the way they harmonize. Just go, it'll, It just goes straight to your soul. Uh, for the rap line, they have, they just have the most amazing diss tracks you have ever heard in your life. And some of you are going to talk about them, so I don't want to steal the thunder. So I'm going to go in a different direction and I'm going to go with J-Hope's choice. I know you're all shocked from Proof, which is the song Her. So it's not so much like a, a heavy hitting diss track. It's, it's very, very vibey, um, but it's very heavy rap line focused, um, which might surprise some people, but it was his choice to, the, as a song that best represented BTS. He um, loves that song. He really loves that song. He really loves that song. And it's hard to find uh, performances of it. I think that, they, and actually, just as we're recording this, it is um, September 2022, and they just dropped some behind-the-scenes videos from all the yes. music shows that they did to promote Proof, and fans are posting online right now. They performed her for ARMY, and it was not part of the music shows, but they did it just for the fans. And everybody's begging the company to please release it so that we can see it because... The, why that's don't they? That's a good question. Like, why do they not? They will. I yeah. think they're going to dole it out. They just, yeah, they're milking it out for us. Because, yeah, when I saw that that had come out, I was like, what? Why have we not seen that? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> even if we have to pay for it, we're going to do it. I don't understand. I think we'll get just it. Just do it they, you know, they, like to, they like to parcel things out and keep us busy every day, every single day. <laughs> uh, my favorite rap line song is UGG. And I don't, I have all of their albums in my car, so I just put them in my car CD player, so I don't know the album titles, because it's just, oh, this is the next one on the list, so <laughs> UGG is on pretty constant rotation, 
I listen to that one on repeat uh, quite often. And Outro Terror is one of my absolute favorites. And Zero O'Clock, I don't know why, that one's just hitting me lately. I just want to listen to that one all the time and Louder Than Bombs. Yeah, those are probably right now. It changes day to day, but right now those are the ones that I've been listening to most often. But it's always UG. I feel the same way. Um, UG is also on my list, by the way. But after watching PTD LA, I have to say Bopse is also on there. Well, it's Silver Spoon, but I call it Bopse because that's the only thing that plays in my head nonstop all the time. Telepathy is my favorite song. It's been my favorite song since the first time I heard it. Um, and I play it at least once a day, if not twice a day. I also love Anhanman. Home, to me, is a masterpiece. If you like to hear RM rap from English to Korean and back, almost seamlessly, it, I just think it's gorgeous. And then Zero O'Clock, I've always loved Microcosmos. I've always loved. And if you're new to the fandom and ARMY, do yourself a favor and go on YouTube and in the search bar, put Pied Piper BTS. I promise. It's still one of my favorite songs. So you're going to love it. Um, so yeah, my favorite song, I, I mean, I'm very bad at the favorites of anything because my favorites always change. So I would say that this month for the vocal line, I've been listening to Dimple a lot. I really like it. And then for the rap line, for me, it's the ciphers all the way. I think there's, is there four ciphers? But if you made me choose, I like the um, cipher three, which is on Dark and Wild. And also on Dark and Wild, I've been kind of into Dark and Wild lately. I don't know. I, cause I think I didn't know that album as much. So I've been kind of dipping my toe into it more. And I really like hip hop file on that one, which they kind of get into their rap origin stories, what hip hop means to each of the members of the rap line individually. Then for the OT7, like the whole group, for me, definitely Silver Spoon or Bapse from Most Beautiful Moments of Life 2. And then also I've been really kind of vibing on Am I Wrong, which is on Wing, um, which is kind of more of like a heavier political commentary song. And then I love the solos. And I think that right now my favorite solos are Singularity by V. I always love that one because it's so freaking sexy and sultry. So that's my favorite album solo. My favorite mixtape solo, though, is People by August D Forever. That might even be my favorite BTS song ever, if I can, like, loop that all in. And then also the subunit of Tony Montana with Jimin and Sugar. The singularity, to me, just shows his duality in such a way, because you go from, like, thoughts of my face to that. And if you haven't done that yet as an ARMY, you should do that. Because it's like you just can't believe it's the same person. It seems like it should be two different people and it's not it's Kim Taehyung but he just is so sweet and cuddly on one side and he just wants to wreck your life on the other I don't know I feel like that's all BTS anyway (laughs) that song specifically wow by the way if you're a newer fan and you don't know what Tata Mike is because I didn't know what that was for the longest time and I kept seeing it everywhere it's this really charming mannerism that Taehyung has where it's kind of like a head wobble There's some backstory to it that we won't have time to spend on now, but you can look it up. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool, neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Great. Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, Don't forget to check out the other Podnar Network. 
Afternoon of Delight, K-drama deep dives from three romance authors, with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Now we just wanted to spend a couple minutes just talking about the history of BTS, which would probably take uh, several volumes of encyclopedias. <laughs> so we're just going to cover it this way, which is, there's a saying in ARMY that you find BTS when you most need them. But if you had a time machine, what would you go back to experience as ARMY if you could? And for me, it, I wish I could go back just a little bit, just a few years, and see the Love Yourself, Speak Yourself tour, especially at Wembley. I have the DVDs for that, and it just, every single performance just absolutely blows my mind. The magic was just in the air that night. And speaking of which, I would also go back and see one of the Magic Shop musters because, I don't know, there was just something so special about it, and there's so many uh, we mentioned earlier, musters are these annual fan meetings for BTS that they do around the time of their anniversary, and uh, they perform a lot of unreleased songs and just things that you don't normally ever get to hear or see performed live. And uh, there was just magic in the air that year when they did the Magic Shop muster and so many special songs came. I agree. I would love to go back and see the Love Yourself tour. That one was 2018. Is that right? I think, and so I they think debuted. I started in 18 and spanned into 19. Yeah, so they debuted in 2013. They've been together and performing for five years, and I just, I think that that would have been a fun point to jump in, see how they had meshed into this group before blowing up into what we know them to be today. I think that would have been a fun moment to go back in and see. So I've been like way back in the time machine lately. And so like I wanted to be there for the No More Dreams era right out of the gate. I think that song is a total banger. I love it. And then also I just think about what it would have been like to watch them and their fake Gucci, too cool for school phase, you know, that June 13th, 2013 at the M countdown. And I watched that recently, speaking of going back to YouTube and how YouTube can be fantastic for army history, watching, you know, their debut performance and there is so much ab flashing which is i'm not even saying it from a thirsty perspective it was just almost sweetly cute to like just watch them doing their ab flashing and rm's hair at that point in time was truly a work of art <laughs> and so i say you know what just google no more dreams bts debut m countdown and just enjoy the show and sugar is covered in so much bling that he looks like the crab that sings shiny in Moana as he's like rapping about wanting big cars and big rings. And I just, I loved the entire aesthetic so much. Oh my God, that reel just made itself. I'm going to go find a picture of that crab and like put that backtrack on it for him. <laughs> just for that. It's going on our Instagram immediately, I swear. <laughs> Such a good idea. I will say that speaking of like the No More Dreams era, my daughter has gone back and watched that and her commentary on it is hysterical because she only knows BTS as BTD BTS. Um, and she's like, why is he wearing a mask all the time? Why, why is RM's hair like that? Did like, who told him that was a, like, that looked good. Why are they doing this? Why? So it's really cute to see her go back and then she shows me the videos and we watch them together. So that's been really fun. I would say if I had a time machine, I would want to be in the crowd at Wembley for sure. The fan interaction that they had at the time, that's the one that they were moved to tears as ARMY was singing with them. 
And I just think that's, that's such a BTS thing that they still to this day, I feel like are very humbled by ARMY and they have instances where they get very humbled by ARMY. And I think that's one of the things I like about them the most. I mean, but I'll be really honest. I don't think that I could have been a fan like I am currently if I would have found them any sooner because I had small children. <laughs> that I had to take care of. And BTS takes a lot of my time these days. So just being honest, like, I don't know that I could have done both and enjoyed it as much as I am. And I will say, I wish I would have found the soap collab of Osukarde. I think I'm saying that right sooner. It is hysterical. I will definitely share it on our social media so everyone can see the joy of that. It is Suga, as you've never seen him before, in a sequin jacket a sequin tuxedo jacket and it's the most fantastic thing i ever have seen and i think the only person that could get him to do that is j-hope which is also amazing so i'll be sure to share that but yeah i wish i would have found that sooner because that song makes my day every time so like we've talked about there's a lot of bts content to consume so we're just going to hit some highlights some things to be aware of and you can research on your own. One of the big things that will come up is Run BTS, which is a variety game show where the members play games and just entertain each other with the prizes that they win as they're playing these games. And it is just super fun to watch when you get a chance. There's also In the Soup, and that is when the members go to the South Korean countryside I'm not exactly sure where it's at. And they rent these giant houses and they just cook and feed each other for a few days and hang out and play video games. It's beautiful and priceless. So make sure you check that out as well. And then there's also Bangtan Bombs on YouTube is where I've seen most of them. And those are just little clips of BTS being BTS, behind the scene things, things like that. And then there's also Bon Voyage, which is a little bit like a Run BTS, except it's the members traveling around the world and doing like different games or activities in different places. So you see them going to Hawaii, they go to the island of Malta, they go to New Zealand, they go to Northern Europe. And so, yeah, it's kind of like a travel show with BTS, then doing like games and also hanging out. So that kind of covers the uh, main kinds of video content that you can find in some of the main types of shows that they've done. There are also a few other types of BTS-related entertainment that you can engage with. They've had, had a couple of games come out. Um, one is very recent, one a little bit older that I think is just winding down. I, I, it may be that you can still play it, but they're not adding new storylines to it. The one that's been around for a while is called, and I'm still not clear on this because I don't play it myself, it's called either BTS World or BTS Universe, and it's where you get to be their, their manager. But I'm not sure exactly how deep it goes and how much it is related to this other narrative arc that's like an alternate universe for BTS, which is called the, again, it's called the BTS Universe, although I think sometimes BTS World and Universe seem to get used interchangeably. So the game is one thing, but the narrative is the storyline that runs throughout many of their music videos. And there have also been a couple of books compiling some vignettes written from the different alter ego characters' perspectives. And I, I've read a little bit about it, but it, it's a little complicated, so I haven't dived into it yet. But basically, they it's like they use their names. So for example, Jung Ho-sok is a veterinarian. Namjoon is a uh, detective. 
Sukjin works at a hotel and there's this it, a veterinarian so that's so yeah. random <laughs> I, know. I know i know yeah but it's, it's well though it's kind of perfect for him right because he's so he's so sweet and compassionate and they all have these alter egos that they're playing and they run throughout several of their major music videos and i think it's especially strongly associated with the most beautiful moments in life era of bts i'm sorry is that something that you can find on youtube i can remember seeing a clip I think on Instagram of Jin and a little girl and he's working at a hotel and yeah. he's going to entertain her. And it's just really sweet. Like he's really good with her. He's really sweet. I mean, he's very much himself. And then at the end of the clip, someone else comes to the hotel and now the story is going to be focused on them. And I can't remember if it's V or JK or something and they all overlap. I haven't watched all of them. I know that it's something that you can catch on YouTube because I actually watched Jin's entire one on YouTube um, and it was really sweet. But yeah, I, again, don't really know the whole um, narrative with that either. It's something I want to explore. And from what I've read about it, first of all, you can Google websites about it and they will tell you what order to watch the music videos in and where to find all the disparate locations for the content. Fans have to kind of pull this together themselves. It's not all pulled together in one place. So the, these, you can Google a couple different websites that will guide you through it. But yeah, so it's basically an alternate universe storyline. From what I've heard, it sounds like it has a very strong emphasis on mental health and healing, um, but it also deals with some traumatic subjects and fans who may be triggered by certain topics may want to wade in very carefully on that. Maybe read up on it before you wade in just to make sure, because uh, some of it sounds very heavy. And I'll just say one last thing about it, which is that if, if you're a newer fan and you watched the music video for Yet to Come and you were wondering what was with the bus at the end, like why is there suddenly this yellow school bus? It was because they were wrapping up the several year arc of this narrative, this alternate universe narrative, it was like a, a, an epilogue to that basically. And I don't want to spoil it. And I also don't know that much about it. So I'll leave it there, but it's something that you can explore if you're interested. And then finally, there is a current game that you may have seen if for those of us who are newer fans, we've seen recently, there were some game development videos that the guys participated in where they got to create cute characters of themselves, like little avatars of themselves on a deserted island. And it's adorable. I have been playing that just for fun. It's filled with inside jokes and things that happen between the members in real life. And they themselves put them in. And I think the, the developers put in the rest. And once you've gotten to the point where you know a lot of the inside references of Army life and BTS history, which, if, you know, if you study them for several months, you believe me, you'll get it. And I'll, I will post some tips for playing the game later to Instagram. I don't want to bog us down here, but it's fun. And you can probably play it for about $10 a month if you know what you're doing. Leah, you want to tell you us about your In the Sun journey? Um, so, yeah, I am not really, like, a big gamer. And then In the Sun came out, and I was like, okay, obviously, I'm just going to, like, try it. I got really into it for a short amount of time. But the problem with me is that I get very hyper-focused on things and I have to meet out what I'm hyper-focused on. And so in the sum was fun for me to do. However, it goes a little too slow for my hyperactivity. Probably the story really will be like, you know, I'll spend a long time breaking those little like things down and then they'll be like, now I'm going to plant more flowers. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, come on. So Everyone else has passed me. I'm, like, so far behind, too, because I'm, like, not very good at it. But 
I enjoy it. For me, I think I'll wait till I'm like sick. If I get the flu this winter and I'm like laying in bed and I'm like brain dead, maybe I'll play it again. But for right now, I've just had to say, every once in a while it sends me a sad message. Like, Jimin wants you to come play in the island. And I'm like, sorry, sorry, cartoon Jimin. We're just not doing it today. Cause you know, you're saying no to Jimin. I know, but you know what? I'm trying to like hang out with Jimin. I'm trying to watch 12 years of Jimin content online. (laughs) Um, I will say that Mackenzie, my daughter Mackenzie, downloaded the game, and we've had so much fun with it. It's like Candy Crush in a way, um, but then they put you on these little adventures. But what's funny to me is that all the inside jokes for ARMY, like it truly was created for ARMY and for the fans. But the other thing I think is hysterical is that it is just one giant game to roast Namjoon, I feel like. Um, He (laughs) breaks everything. First of all, the whole point why they're on this island is because he broke the boat, basically. Is that how the storyline goes? Well, we're shipwrecked because Namjoon broke the engine on the boat or the wheel or whatever. And I'm like, wow, already? And then there's this part where Tay's character has a trumpet so he can play it. Everybody on the island can play it and it sounds great. And then Namjoon plays it and it sounds like a horn. And I was like, well, that was a choice. Like you guys really went in on that one. And then what was the other thing that they did to him? Oh, cooking. Like, the, like when you stove. finally get your kitchen. Yeah. And he's at the stove. Everyone else is like, oh, look, I'm making ramen and it's going just fine. And then you move his little character over to the stove and it immediately like explodes and catches fire. Really? I mean, come on. We know he's not great in the kitchen, but that's a, that's a little crazy. So I just felt like that was like a huge roast. I'm sure he's, it's all in good fun, but wow, the developers really said, yeah, he's awful. I mean, just let him destroy the island. That's fine. No big deal. I just think it's, a little, it's so funny. It's truly adorable. And by the way, if any of you are wondering what these names are, they might sound a little unfamiliar. In the soup, uh, is a romanized version of a Korean word uh, soup, which means forest, and it's spelled S O O P in romanized letters. And in the psalm, psalm is island, S E O M in romanized script. So that's where those names come from. And Shida did produce the the little soundtrack that goes along with in the psalm, like when you play the video game. So. Yeah, and all his character does is sleep, which is fantastic. Like, anytime you move him, he's like, put me down so I can sleep. It's like, okay. Don't just, bother me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't bother me. Where are we going now? And I just, I don't know. It's great. The fact that they had, like, for Tay, they had a foiring pack. They had a jack-in-the-box pack for J-Hope. Um, there was, like, a birthday pack for JK and Namjoon for their birthdays. There's even a Super Tuna pack. It is really cute. And if you are someone who liked Candy Crush... And it's good at like those kind of thinky games, you know, moving the tiles and all that. You'll like it. It's super fun. So let's just talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of army life. So first off, you know, how important do you think it is to have that official BTS membership? It costs what, 20, 25 bucks um, and you can get it on the Weaver site. And do you think it's something that is useful to have? I think that you can be ARMY and not have it, but if you want concert tickets or some of the artist-exclusive designed merchandise, it's a must-have to have a shot at either of those things. But if you just want to experience BTS in a not financially (laughs) um, devastating way, then it's not absolutely necessary. Yeah, for me, it's just, look, if you want a prayer of getting concert tickets in any kind of a pre-order situation, then I think you need the official membership. Basically, all their pre-releases have sold out in the U.S. at least. 
and they're only open to people who have official membership. So if you're waiting to be like in general population sales, they're basically, they're just gone by the time Ticketmaster gets to you. Are you guys also For able sure. to get exclusive merchandise? Like, is there member-only merchandise? The, like the JK hoodie, the J-Hope planters, those were all exclusive to Weverse, to my understanding. And I think you can just do Weverse without being a member. I don't know, because I'm not a big merch buyer, but I am a big concert goer. So when it comes to merch stuff, I can't speak to it because I tend not to buy it. But um I will... When it comes to buying tickets for a concert, I act like I'm like, you know, in the CIA or something with like multiple computers open and <laughs> it's very stressful. I think I can answer the question about the merch. There are some items that are pre-released that, that where army members get the first crack at the, at the pre-order. Well, this is September 22. And one example is the uh, very hyper expensive collector's edition of proof that they just put up uh, within the last couple of weeks. That was a, uh, the, the initial sale was just for army members and then they opened it up uh, to others later. So it's not everything, but it's something. So I think something else that could be helpful for newer army, because I know this tripped me up for a little while was some of the terms that are around kind of like a year of a life in kind of being army. So does anyone want to speak to kind of some of the major holidays, I guess, on the BTS and army calendar? Yeah, I think to start off, it's most important to talk about the Festa and the Festa dinners. So BTS Festa is when they celebrate their debut anniversary, which is June 12th, 2013. So then every year in June, they do a Festa dinner where they get together and talk and catch up. It's a lot of content and you can watch them on YouTube and they are fascinating and then another one that I'll hit on is Army Day, and that's July 9th. And it's really fun because they just celebrate Army, and we celebrate being in a community with people who love BTS. And this year, Google did a collaboration with BTS where when you Google BTS, there's a little purple balloon off to the side. And if you click it, purple balloons come up. And you can pop the balloons and then the members say, I purple you, which is really just heartwarming and fun. I had to look this up because I didn't know what a muster was. I mean, I heard about it and I'd seen the clips, but I just didn't really know what it was. So muster means assembly of the troops. And BTS have hosted five musters to date. Those include the third muster, which was House of Army. So if you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch House of Army. It's fantastic. Suzu D1, which is the, I never say this right. Allison, help me. How do I say it? Dewicha. There we go. Okay. Thank you. I never say it right. I'm so sorry um, that I'm butchering that. But that is also Suzu, and that was a part of a muster. So they've done five, and you can find them all on YouTube, um, and they're super fun. And I feel like this is when they get to have just the best time with their music. We just recently, in September 2022, as we're recording this, past uh, an important lunar calendar holiday that is celebrated, I think in other places in Asia too, but in, uh, is important in Korea called Chuseok. And it's, it's a harvest festival and a, uh, that is celebrated around the time of the, uh, the full moon, I think in the eighth lunar month, if I'm not mistaken. If any of you are not just ARMY, but also fans of other Korean music groups or K-dramas like we are, you'll notice that actors and music groups around this time will often release photos of themselves in traditional Korean dress called hanbok, and I think there are other types as well. 
and uh, they're so beautiful. These, these photos are, are gorgeous, and they'll usually record, actors and musicians will usually record themselves doing a formal greeting for their fans um, around this holiday. Uh, so it's a, it's a really beautiful holiday, and it's a reading about it help you to um, start to get familiar with a few important things in Korean culture. If you haven't started doing that already, it'll help you um, appreciate the, the music and the and Korean entertainment more. And uh, BTS celebrates this in a very similar way to other Korean celebrities by Dubai doing the photo shoots and so on. And then they also have a line of merchandise, of course, <laughs> which is uh, around the theme Dalmajung, which means uh, meeting under the full moon. And the, this merchandise is actually very beautiful if you are inclined to spend money, which again, you do not have to, but it is very pretty. I call this year's Get in the Boat campaign. <laughs> yes, yes, it was a gorgeous photo shoot with a, a, a boat under the full moon. It's really, really quite beautiful. And then and there's then a couple of other terms that I think are just helpful to know because, you know, some of them I went for many, many months without knowing what they were. But since we're trying to be helpful, um, maybe we could just go over a couple of other just terminology that gets tossed around kind of within ARMY. And then also some of it's K-pop as a whole, but some is very specific to ARMY. So one that I know that at least a couple of you here have gone to before is a cup sleeve event. So does anyone want to speak to what a cup sleeve is? Sure. Cup sleeves are usually around the members' birthdays or like important dates. And it's when ARMY gets together typically at like a bubble tea shop and just has fun celebrating BTS and talking with each other, it is a really, really great way to meet local ARMY. Um, I've made friends through the cup sleeve event that I went to during the like Festa week for BTS that I'm still in touch with. And we're planning now cup sleeves for in October for Jimin's birthday. Uh, it's just really fun. Oh, that's so cool that you like went to some, made friends. Now you're planning some. That's really cool. And then um, another one is comeback. Because I think in the West with music, we use the term comeback, but it has a very specific, different meaning within K-pop as a whole. Right, because in the West, when we hear comeback, we think, oh, somebody who was off the scene for a really long time, often for years or even decades, and then they're, they're you know, trying to claw their way back. Uh, and that is not how this term is used in K-pop. It is used just to mean that there's a new album coming out, a new release, a song, uh, an EP or an album. And so uh, comebacks, as they are called, is a huge deal in K-pop. Fans really get behind their groups. And, of course, ARMY is the best example of that. And so uh, when Proof was released just recently, ARMY went all out. And one of the biggest uh, kind of fan responsibilities is to stream. To, you know, Especially ARMY is very proud of BTS's music chart record, all the records that they've broken. And so they stream like crazy. Uh, whenever a record comes out. And of course, now we've got all the member solo releases pending, uh, like J-Hope's uh, we just had, and there will be more more coming up soon. And so uh, we'll post more about this on the Instagram when the time comes, because it's it's very technical getting into how to stream properly if you'd like to participate and how to do it right so that it actually gets counted towards the charts and how to buy your albums if you want them to get counted and so on. So we will share that information as soon as it is timely again. Okay, so another aspect of ARMY life, social media and an engagement between BTS and ARMY, and we wanted to cover this because even though it's not a time, a particular time on the ARMY calendar like we were talking about before, it's a big part of how we uh, interact with BTS and their content. 
And so, uh, you know, really, and really artist fan engagement is a hallmark of K-pop and Hallyu entertainment from Korea in general, and nobody does it like BTS. Their global appeal is often attributed in part to the mastery of social media and engagement. And I've seen, I'm, you know, it's still relatively new ARMY, but I've seen some discussion online suggesting that uh, that wasn't necessarily always part of the master plan, um, even though it has made them incredibly successful, uh, but that it was also because they came from a little upstart company when, when they debuted in 2013, and they didn't get a lot of respect or attention and kind of had to um, post a lot of their own content and promote themselves a lot in order to get there. And so it could be that that's part of how that all came about. I'm not sure, but I've just seen that uh, mentioned elsewhere online. So how do the group and members communicate with fans and how can you engage with, with BTS? So one way is on uh, BTS's parent company's social media platform, which is called Weverse. And fans can post messages there with images and emoticons and all kinds of things. The members also post there. And sometimes they even respond to fan messages, which is a little intoxicating, I think, at times. And so if you have a tendency to, you know, like, like many of us do, to go down the rabbit hole and to be like, oh, I really want to, you know, have a, a personal interaction with one of the members of, of BTS and have them like my message or say something to me, please don't buy into that. Because it's like you kind of have to realize how many millions of fans there are and how people are just like constantly posting on Weverse 24 hours a day. And so the chances of that happening are like winning the lottery. So maybe buy a lottery ticket instead and just enjoy the things that they do write to fans because they're very sweet when they do respond. Uh, and pr they pretty much only respond to, to messages that are written in Korean. So um, unless you uh, speak and can write in Korean, the chances are extremely um, minimal. But anyway, it's fun. So just try to enjoy it as a spectator. Um, the company will also post notifications on Weverse about new media, which is pretty much every day. There's some kind of video or other merchandise or some media that's, that's coming out, photographs behind the scenes, those kinds of things, upcoming events. Hi bought out recently a, um, a live streaming app for Korean artists called VLive. And uh, I think it's called Weverse Live now. They're putting it on the Weverse platform, although I think VLive still exists separately at this point. So artists will go on and live stream, uh, and BTS does this all the time as individuals and sometimes in small groups and sometimes all seven of them. And they will go on for 20 minutes, an hour, in one recent case. Three, three and a half Jin, hours. <laughs> Jin went on for three and a half hours and played a video game and basically had a pajama party with ARMY and it was fantastic. That was just uh, just this past week. It was so lovely. And so they, they those interactions feel very personal because they're just basically just sitting in their studio or sometimes even in all at home in their own apartments and live streaming and answering fans' questions and just talking about what they're up to. And they, they're really really quite lovely and one of the things that we all want to do is go back and watch more of those because there are so many so many hours of footage of them doing these live streams and one that i had wanted to mention before when we were talking about sources for unreleased tracks is that when jungkook does v lives he will often serenade army sometimes for an hour or more and he will sing cover songs he'll sing bts songs he'll sing solo songs and they're really beautiful and lovely. I mean, he 
The day after that recent Festa dinner this year where they broke the news and, and it got misinterpreted as them breaking up. And in fact, it was that they're going to be doing a combination of group and solo work. Uh, you probably have all heard about that because it was recent. He went on the next day and live streamed and sang to us for over an hour just to make us all feel better because people had gotten worried and upset that they might be breaking up. I mean, it's really the loveliest thing. So please enjoy those. But you can find them all on the VLive app. Um, you can find the recordings also on Weverse Live if they were made there more recently. But uh, fans also post them to YouTube, and they usually, after a few days, get subtitled um, so that you can see English subtitles. Uh, Instagram, the, all the members having their own Instagram accounts. Um, if you're a new ARMY and you thought, oh, they've probably always had that, is very rare for idols in the K-pop music industry to have their own social media accounts, although some do. Uh, so BTS just got them uh, within the last year, last fall, I think it was actually right around the time I became a fan myself. And um, they've, it's really been neat to see how they post and how they project their images of themselves and show us what they'd like us to see of them of themselves. So it's really fun to get to watch them uh, being creative with Instagram you can follow all of them there, plus their official account. I will turn it over to the rest of you to carry on. I think another important thing about Instagram, it's where you get the, the like fastest BTS news. I know when they're getting on a plane. I know what they're wearing. When I go to Instagram, it's like instantly everywhere on my page. So Instagram is very helpful for that as well. And then I'm just going to talk really quickly about Twitter. I recommend the Twitter handle at BTS underscore TWT. So this is the account that the members use. They don't use it a lot, but you know, if it's someone's birthday and you don't get a Twitter greeting from Sugar with the hashtag, it's Sugar Young. Is it even really a birthday? I don't know. Cause he like does one for everyone on their birthday. And I just think it's really cute. And his little hashtag of it's Sugar Young is cute. Also the other thing with Twitter is that it's a great place to get translations really quickly especially when they're doing lives on Weverse where there's a longer leg and you can search BTS translation and get lots of help in that department. And another place that's really great is Reddit for that. So there's Bangtan um, Reddit, and that's another good place to get pointed in the direction for translations quickly when they're making the videos where, you know, it could be taking hours to days to sometimes weeks to get translations. If anyone's on TikTok, TikTok is a super fun place to be. It's got all the content you could ever want about BTS. Great things on there are things like creators that share a lot of the music, interviews, things that are on SoundCloud that you might not be able to find otherwise. There's a lot of fan art, which some of it is really beautiful. Some of it is super fun. Um, some of it is very fanfic, over 21 based. So if that's what you're looking for, you can always find that on TikTok. Some of the fun things that I like, um, there's a creator, her name is Dana doing her best. And Dana does a daily update every day of what's happened overnight, which is super fun. And she's in the Midwest. So she'll tell you like, if this happens after I go to work, you're not going to hear about it till the next day. So this is what I know so far. Um, and she's super fun. There's also a creator. Her name is Duchess of Chavano on TikTok. And what was really fun about her, she did this entire series during PTD Las Vegas as if she was JK's manager. And that's when he was going on Instagram stories like overnight and like just posting like crazy things and asking questions and all of that. And it was just funny to see her pretend or like act out that she was the manager. So TikTok is super fun. It's got everything that you could want. If you are on TikTok right now, you can just go into your search bar and put BTS 
BTS with a member's name, BTS, whatever concert or performance you want to see, and it will bring you up lots of videos and you can just go down that rabbit hole and keep going. And then by doing that and liking those or saving them, then your for you page will just be BTS, which by is pretty much just BTS. Um, so it's fun. Allison. Yes, I do. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up, you know, our debut afternoon army podcast, our army 101. So hopefully you got a couple questions answered, maybe uh, found some helpful information out and you can always contact us on our Instagram at afternoon army and ask clarifying questions. Or if you're looking for something specific that we can help you out, we certainly don't want you to have to, you know, fan out alone. This is what we're here for. And so the other thing um, that we want to do just to kind of close out the show today is to talk about every month that we put out our full length show is, I don't even know, like 100 years in BTS years. So I think it is really fun to kind of just do, you know, we're going to each go through one thing this month that really got us by the throat in uh, BTS land. So we'll invite you on Instagram to kind of share what, what's gotten you as well. So I think let's start it off with Allison with what is one thing this month that BTS did to like really get you by the throat? The sugar selfies have completely wrecked hours, whole days of this month for me. He has really perfected the art of the selfie and it's, it's a thing to behold. So thank you sugar for that. And then in, the little video that came out yesterday, which was kind of like their behind the scenes of some of their Festa concerts, where he, there was a clip where he's like, oh, I'm trying to, like, perfect my Selka face. Well, clearly he's been very diligent and working hard. <laughs> so, Megan, how about you? The first one is that I found out that JK is a Twihard, which, like, I don't even know. It just, I'm, I'm convinced the boy read the entire Twilight series. From some interviews he did after his book came out, his folio book came out. Um, and the second thing was Kim Tae Young's Vogue cover with the shorts. Yeah, I mean, the tiny leather shorts really <laughs> are just like a moment in, uh, you know, Bangtan history for sure. Well, also, that same shoot is where you get the picnic table. <laughs> and it's like, I'm done. So I think for me, um, something that has me by the throat this month is. RM's collab with Balming Tiger, which is the Sexy New Kim song and then music video. And there is one part of the video where RM comes in on his bicycle because he doesn't have a license <laughs> yet. And he like runs over with his bicycle wheel. You see like a, a car get hit and then it zooms out and it's, you know, Namjoon on his bicycle running over this toy car. And I just love him so much. I really do. And so, and the song gives me so much excitement for where I hope he's going with his own solo work. So uh, for me, it's, it's sometime within the last several weeks. One thing that really stands out to me is being, I think, the oldest out of us. I'm in my 50s. And when J-Hope was promoting... I know you're shocked that I'm talking about J-Hope. Uh, when he was promoting <laughs> uh, Jack in the Box, he went on a radio show, and I blanked on the name of the one that I'm referring to, but he it was the one where there was a group of fans in the studio uh, kind of behind glass, and they were there with him, and they gave him some gifts and things like that. It was really lovely. And there was also um, an army who worked in the studio, and both of them were probably around my age. One of them was older. She was in her 60s. The fan was. And he... 
that older fan, of course, having the confidence of being someone in their 50s or 60s, just got up and started, you know, telling him how great he was and being really lovely. And he was just so accepting and encouraging of older fans. And so to that, that really felt special to me, the fact that he was so just very accepting and, and compassionate and, and loving towards his uh, older fans and so sweet because uh, sometimes uh, you know, I do feel a little bit like an alien being an older K-pop fan, although there are many of us, but it's, I don't know, it just meant a lot to me. So that was a favorite thing among all the other many favorite things. Well, thank you for joining us on our first official podcast as Afternoon Army. Um, we've been having a great time getting content ready for you, and it gives us another reason to talk about BTS nonstop. So we leave you with this. We hope that we have helped you Find your journey as you discover BTS on your own. Bye. Bye. Bye.